Queer Business Success, the podcast for LGBTQIA business owners, aspiring entrepreneurs, coaches, caregivers, and the allies who love our community. We tell the stories of why our businesses were formed, who we serve, our challenges and successes, and we offer sound advice to our fellow queer entrepreneurs. Our hope is to inspire, enlighten, and highlight the services that our LGBTQIA businesses and allies offer. If we can do this, so can you. We believe that we need more LGBTQIA business owners, not only for our community, but for a better world. Here's our host, Anne-Marie Zanza. I am so excited to welcome Lauren Smith to the podcast today. Lauren is an author, speaker, virtual summit organizer, host, and hosts the Date in Peace podcast. She speaks about mindful dating to help singles avoid heartache and find love faster. She is a certified mindfulness and meditation teacher with additional certifications in emotional intelligence and emotional freedom technique, also known as EFT tapping. Lauren, thank you so much for being here and welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Emery. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, I'm so excited. So I was reading Lauren. Lauren um, did an application for the show and I was reading before she got on the show, of course, because I was preparing and I realized we have something in common. We both, well, we have a lot of things in common, but we both came out later in life. So do you want to talk a little bit about that part of your story before we dive into what you're doing as a business? Yeah, sure. They are actually, they go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have my current business without this stepping closer to my authentic self. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, I got dumped by the last cisgendered man that I will probably ever date. Mm-hmm. And it was right at the start of the pandemic. And, you know, I hear from so many people that that moment in our history was so crucial to having the solitude that you need to really figure out, like, what is it that you want? What are the mm-hmm. things in your life, in your daily life, that if you had to sit with them day in and day out in the quiet of quarantine, what would you change? And that's when I realized sitting with that post-breakup mood that I was finally ready to let all the feelings come to the surface and figure out, um, you know, what are, what's the truth in me? Mm-hmm. Like, did this really end because there was a problem with me and him? Or did it end because I really wasn't getting some deeper needs met? Mm -hmm. Turns out that I had been swiping on dating apps on both men and women for like four years. Like I would be single. I'd go out on the app. I'd turn on women like the, you know, to swipe both genders. And I would Mm -hmm. chat some of them up, but I never actually had the courage to go out with them. Mm -hmm. So finally, after this breakup, I was like, you know what? I'm going to see what this is all about. So Mm -hmm. I actually went out on a date with a girl And all those feelings that were ripe at the surface, they were like, yes, this is it. This is what you've been craving and needing. So um, yeah, that was the the start of my new journey. Wow. It sounds very familiar. So I'm I, I'm we're, we're gonna Lauren and again Lauren and I were talking again and beforehand and I'm gonna have Lauren come on my other podcast coming out and beyond because I would really like to focus on this story and talk more about this but today we're talking about business so Lauren I guess from that experience of your last from you know the last breakup so many people have told me about I feel like the 
the plus side of the horrible, horrible pandemic that we went through. There's some uh, more than one, but one of them is that, you know, you got to sit with yourself and so many other people did. And so a lot of people been coming out or reassessing relationships, reassessing marriages, all those things. So you came out of the pandemic, realized you were not straight. And it sounds like you realized I've got to do something with my life that that makes me have more meaning. Yeah, you nailed it. Mm-hmm. So um, I was in a, I am still currently in the events industry. So mm-hmm. you can imagine at the start of the pandemic, the events industry was completely dead. No one was doing events. Mm-hmm. So I was really scared for my job security. And mm-hmm. thankfully, my company was able to sustain all of its employees but uh, not my, I do not own it. My employers were able to sustain us (laughs) through the pandemic. But in that kind of freak out moment, I thought, oh my gosh, I need to figure out like what else I could possibly do. So I started diving into not only me, but diving into things that lit up my heart, like activities, hobbies. I think maybe a lot of us can sympathize with this in the pandemic. And I realized that I had learned so many lessons from getting dumped so many times that I ended up writing a book. Mm-hmm. And from that book, I ended up realizing that this was my life's purpose. That mm-hmm. all the times that I was went through dating suffering or relationship suffering, that it was because I had the unique skills and abilities to be able to tell people how to avoid that same suffering in their life. So I took some baby steps to set up my, like you said, like the side hustle. Yeah. Complete the side hustle. (laughs) Yeah. And now for me, it's like this in my brain, this is my main hustle, but Mm -hmm. I still have that day job. And I think that this is where I would love to dive in to talk with you today, because another thing that I'm really passionate about lately is this idea that it's okay that I'm taking quite a while to get my business up and running. I think that a lot of people... Well, maybe I have some some shame or some pressure that I put on myself that says, oh, if I'm going to start a business, I have to go all in. I have to like quit my day job, like take that risk and go get it. Sure, that might work for some people. But for me, there's so many benefits to taking it slower. Right. There absolutely is. And but I want before we dive into that, tell me about MetaDate. So what type of people do you serve? What is your values? What do you value in your in your organization? And what do you you know you we you know you said it's a play on the word meta which is um a, a compassion for oneself in Buddhist traditions. So talk I would love to hear a little bit more about all of that and then let's talk about not going all in right away. <laughs> sure. So the book that I ended up writing is called The Mindful Dating Journal. And that's what Mm -hmm. my whole business is based on, is showing up, being mindfully aware of who you are, what you want, what you deserve, without judging anything about that. You know, a lot of times we grow up and we take on the judgments of our parents, of society, of friends, and Mm -hmm. that might make us remain closeted for most of our lives. Mm -hmm. Or even if you're straight, it could stop you from really just living your best life, you know, going after the things that you've always wanted to do. So when it comes to finding a relationship, being mindful was the most healing thing that I could do because 
if you're not really clear on what you want, then you're not going to know who to choose. Absolutely. So the idea of this meta date to me, meta, like you said, is this Buddhist meditation of loving kindness. Mm -hmm. It's not only the idea of giving yourself compassion, but giving that same level of compassion to everyone else. Mm -hmm. So it's taking this idea of mindfulness and compassion for all and putting that into the dating process. And it's so healing. I think it's so needed right now. So it's basically, I'm helping singles, primarily women. Mm -hmm. And I also specifically help people that are a hundred percent, uh, that are not a hundred percent straight. Right. Right. <laughs> so people that are like questioning their sexuality and Curious, helping questioning them to discover. Yeah. So as both of us know, learning how to practice self-compassion is really hard and the beginning. And, and then also having that, I can just imagine how much easier it would be for dating when you have a lot of self, a lot of compassion or loving kindness towards people. Like, you know, they just don't fit what you want out of life and it's easier just to let them go and, and, you know, not have a big dramatic breakup or anything like that. How did you develop your loving kindness for yourself? Whoa, it's been an ongoing process. I'll tell you that several years. Mm -hmm. I think that the acceptance part that came from mindfulness was really important to the self-compassion. So a lot of times when people use the word mindful, it's kind of just like a synonym for awareness. Oh, be mindful of the car in the parking lot or whatever. Mm -hmm. But there's a second part to it. It's mindfulness without judgment that I mentioned mm -hmm. earlier. Mm -hmm. It's the idea that you're just going to notice anything that's happening outside of you and mm -hmm. inside of you, and you're just going to let it be what it is. So for me, I grew up a very anxious person, had clinical depression, attempted suicide. And for, for me, it was really difficult to really fully accept my internal experience without judgment because it was scary. It didn't mm -hmm. feel good to feel all those feelings. And, you mm -hmm. know, there was shame, there was guilt, there was fear. And if you want to let all of you exist in the present moment, you have to feel the feelings. Right. The self-love came because once those feelings came rushing in, I was able to say, this is me. It's okay. I'm not going to judge myself. I'm going to be all right. It was really just learning how to cope through it and to soothe through it. And it's an ongoing process. <laughs> Every day I have to remind myself, you're okay. You did the best you could. Absolutely. How much of your coming out is tied to that? Oh my gosh, like a huge percentage of it. Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> I thought so. Because yeah. learning to accept yourself as a not straight person in a very hetero, uh, uh, compulsory heterosexual world is an incredible feat of working through difficult emotions and being aware of who you are in this world and being totally comfortable with it, which is a, it is a long process. And just because someone comes out doesn't mean that, oh, they're all finished and it's all done. It, it takes a while from the beginning of this process until you, um, until you really start to feel very, very comfortable in your skin. 
So getting to what you were talking about, about your a little bit of shame or embarrassment that you didn't go all in on this. So you and I are like people. I did not go all in on my business at once. It was never intending to be uh, like a big business, uh, you know, a business, a business that could support my life. Um, it was always just it was started as a side hustle for me and of uh, doing small groups. And um, and then eventually it just more it, over time morphed into that. And I I did quit a job. Um, what was that? You, you said I had a little bit of shame around. Um, you know, not going all in. Let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, well, I, I think the the phrase that comes to mind is like sink or swim. Mm-hmm. There's that there's this black or white, like you're either going for it or you're scared and standing on the outside of the pool. Mm-hmm. And I realize that for me, that's not doesn't make sense to me in my heart because there's a third option. You can float. You can get your little arm floaties, you can get your <laughs> little kick panel, whatever it is. And, and just go in at your own space where you feel safe and maybe slowly, but surely you start to let go of those flotation devices or, you know, you let go of the goggles or whatever, and you really immerse yourself in whatever it is that you're doing. But there, the shame I felt was this pressure of like, you have to dive, you have to just go in, you have to jump. And I realized that if I was going to be my true authentic self, I needed to go in slowly I needed mm-hmm. to ease myself, maybe start from the shallow end and take it slowly on purpose, mindfully, so that I could say, okay, well, as I'm doing this, how can I make sure that I'm really showing up in alignment with my values? How mm-hmm. can I make sure that what I'm creating is really going to be helping the right people? And of course, how can I make sure that when I do this, that I'm not wasting money or wasting Correct. time or energy? Correct. Yeah, right. And in my situation, my flotation device has been my day job. Mm -hmm. I make a very comfortable amount of money that allows me to essentially fund this business as I'm starting up. And thanks to that, I've been able to really build a solid foundation of marketing. I've learned a lot over the past year alone on how to be better at social media. And that's so hard, right? I feel like I'm going to be learning how to navigate social media for many years. But I think that if I would have just went all in without my tube, I really think that I would have just sunk and burned out. I would have felt completely overwhelmed Mm -hmm. and um, it just would have been unnecessary stress. And here I am just peacefully floating along, trusting (laughs) that when the time is right, I'm going to be ready for it. Well, it also makes a lot of sense that, you know, you, you were, you know, you were talking about before you were always very anxious and, and, and stuff on like when you were dating and stuff like that, well, creating a business, not so much that it's dating, but it's a learning a lot about yourself. And I always say that we don't really learn about ourselves until we're in a relationship with others, because I always hear people say, I'm going to work on myself. And I'm like, well, that's great. But really our stuff doesn't show up until we're on a in relationship. So it makes a lot of sense for me that you were, you know, you were, I would say cautious going into this, but you were using your business life to fund this new business with the hopes of maybe someday being able to do it full time. And I think that's a really smart way to begin a, a small business that you're just sort of exploring and, and um, you know, putting your feelers out. Does this fit 
feel right for me. I'm going to, I'm going to um, make a guess here. Did you in, always intend to go into event management or no, it was something. No, I did not. Yeah. I, I went to school for art and art mm-hmm. history. So I just had that creative background. And mm-hmm. uh, when it came to find a job, yeah, I just, I had the right skills and it ended up there. Yeah. So, but this is very different. It's actually, it's when you talk about alignment, it's a lot about, it's very aligned with who you are as a person. And it's a lot like you're dating, right? You know, when you decided to say, okay, I'm going to figure out what I want, who I want to be with, um, and be very mindful and, and, and express compassion towards myself and to the other person, you know, loving kindness to both of us as we go through this process. It sounds like you're practicing a lot of loving kindness with your business as well. Yeah. And I'm just giving it space to be what it needs to be. Mm-hmm. I think that what this process of going slowly also does is it allows me to get to know my audience as if you were, you know, dating mm-hmm. your potential clients. It's mm-hmm. a long time that I've been doing market research, really understanding what strategies or phrases people resonate with, how they talk about their problems. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's it's been an interesting exploration of how getting to know other people in this way through this business really Would is you- kind of like dating. So one of my questions is, is, is what are your biggest successes? Would you say that getting to notice, notice your audience, you know, to know your audience that way is one of your biz- biggest successes? Actually, to be completely honest, my biggest success is to enjoy it mm-hmm. for myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I, you can imagine I do work 40 plus hours a week already for my mm-hmm. day job. Mm -hmm. And then I have, you know, a life, a health that I need to take care of. I have to do the food shopping. And then on top of all that, I have this side business. I'm sure you can sympathize. It can Mm -hmm. get to be a lot. And if it's not something that really lights you up or that is really that you enjoy doing, it'll just burn you out faster and it'll become a burden. So for me, especially with marketing, I had such an aversion to being salesy. I just had a lot of resistance there. And I felt very resentful that I had to constantly be making content for for people like quote for free on the internet or an Instagram or whatever. And I feel like just over the past few months, I finally got to a place where I was like, you know what? I actually really enjoy this opportunity to connect. Mm -hmm. I, I enjoy that I get a chance to express myself. And because I'm just floating along peacefully in this process, there is no rush. There's no pressure. And if I want to take Saturday for myself and gasp, not work on whatever project, that's okay. That's okay. It's it's about, it's about my happiness at the end of this all Mm -hmm. really. True. Absolutely. So that was, that was a really big thing for me to just Mm -hmm. figure out how to navigate this life and figure out a way to love what I do and be happy doing it. What are the biggest questions your, your uh, audience has for you? Well, I think that everyone's frustrated with looking for their person, trying mm-hmm. to find that true love. Mm-hmm. They don't understand what they're doing wrong. They feel mm-hmm. like there's some like they're running out of time. Mm-hmm. They don't know what to do differently. And these are all like putting a sense of power outside of themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's why mindfulness is such a powerful and transformation 
original tool because mm-hmm. it really says you actually have the power. And I'm sure you can contest to this is that mm-hmm. when you have the right mindset, it, you you can make different choices. You're you're noticing different people or different things. You're breaking patterns. And all that healing really starts from within. Mm-hmm. What are your biggest challenges in this business? I think you mentioned a couple of them, but what has been, like, sounds like social media was a big challenge for you. Um, it is a, so, social media can be, I'm also of the, like, it can be fine. <laughs> Or it can be horrible. <laughs> and it's a, it, and it is a lot of work. It is a lot of work. If you're going to do it well, it is a lot of work. So what was your biggest challenges in running this business? I would say maintaining my authenticity and integrity while marketing has mm-hmm. been something that's been a really big challenge. Every six months, I felt like up until just recently, I would lose myself. Because I'd be doing, quote, all the things that you had to do or the right ways to market. And I would use templates or use systems. And I would really lose touch with my messaging, my own heart's message. Mm -hmm. And I realized that there needs to be a balance. Luckily, and here's another parallel for how I bring my dating teaching into my business um, approach. Mm -hmm. Luckily, there's a technique that I tell daters for how to survive the honeymoon phase. Mm-hmm. This is that early uh, phase of a relationship where you're just like, everything's blissful. They're yeah. the best person ever. They can do no wrong. And what happens in this phase is that your brain chemistry actually changes and you like mm-hmm. kind of low key crave them. So you emotionally cannot trust your feelings at that moment in time because it just wants to feel good again. It's not thinking logically about what's going to be good for you long term. So, what I recommend is can working with what's called wise mind, which is taken from dialectical behavioral therapy, if we have any uh, therapy nerds out there too. But it's this idea that you find this mindful center place where both emotions and logical reasoning overlap and make a decision from that place of awareness. So I thought, hey, if this can help me make better dating decisions for both my present and my future, I can use the same technique to help me make better marketing decisions. Mm -hmm. So what this means is whenever I make a piece of content, whenever I think about a sales page or a product that I want to launch, I'm going to look at logically what is going to work, right? I need eyeballs. I need money. Mm -hmm. So yes, Mm -hmm. I need to think logically about how to do this correctly, but I also have to make sure that I'm placing equal importance on how I emotionally am showing up. Does this feel good to me? Am Mm -hmm. I proud to share this content? If I was going to step away for three months and come back and look at this post in three months, is it going to make me smile? Or is it going to make me be like, ew, I don't even know who that was. They were just doing the marketing template, you know? So Mm -hmm. it's really, again, just coming back to that place of awareness in the present moment while you're doing it. Just it's Mm -hmm. learning how to be mindful while you're marketing. Mm Mm-hmm. So that was the biggest challenge for you. Yeah, because I, I it was so easy for me growing up as an anxious person and a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. I also uh, like I I have sort of a way of being able to see patterns and trends. So it was mm-hmm. very easy for me to copy the template. Mm-hmm. And then I got 
I felt so safe copying the template that it was too scary for me to show up myself and be vulnerable because I thought, oh, Mm -hmm. if I if I'm myself, I'm not going to get likes. So I Mm -hmm. have to do what everybody else is doing. But that doesn't get likes either, because what Mm -hmm. sells when you're dealing with a brand like, you know, my brand is authenticity. Mm -hmm. They want to know me. They want to trust me. (laughs) Right. Absolutely. That's what that was, you know, and 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 if you are going to work with a younger audience, which most likely you'll probably your young your audience will be younger, um, is that they really appreciate authenticity. You know, the Gen Zs really, really appreciate that as they get older and stuff like that. It'll be really interesting to see where they end up. So what is your biggest piece of advice for someone who is going to be starting out and doing what you do, like starting to slowly build a brand? And to slowly show up as how you were wonderfully and beautifully made, not only in your dating life, but also in your business life. What is your number one piece of advice? I would recommend just getting really deep into your why. Mm -hmm. Find out what it is that you really want to say for you. Not because you think it's going to be sellable, not because you think it'll be trendy or whatever the reason is. Because this is what you're going to be like. I think that you have a deeper reason for why you're on this planet. I'm going to get real woo woo here for a second. But like Mm -hmm. what I'm doing in my business, there's absolutely no one else on the planet that can do this like me. And the same goes for, for, yeah, yeah, for other people. So get really clear on that and and get in touch with your authenticity, like you're saying. Mm Mm-hmm. Because if you start marketing, and trust me, this is a mistake that I made. If you're not clear on that, and you start to build a, a business, or spend money on building a website or building a brand, and it's not focused on what's truly the the message that your heart has for the world, it's going to be just going to take you a long time to get to where you need to be. It's not going to be a waste because it's all lessons right. learned and you're still going right. to be building a foundation that you can kind of knock certain parts down and start over. But I think that that would be my advice is if you can just get in really clear on what you're meant to bring to people, who you're Thanks. helping. Mm-hmm. Well, often we help the people that are most like ourselves, right? I mean, because that's who we, that's what we know. You know, we hopefully know ourselves very well, but like often our ideal people that we work with often are very similar to who we are as human beings. And so we attract, like we attract, you know, similar people. That's, you know, that's pretty, uh, I think we all do that. So if you're a queer person getting into business, do you have any advice for them? Oh, same advice. Just be authentic AF. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I think we'll end we'll end that, right? We'll end right here as authentic AF. Lauren, it was really nice to talk to you today and hear about your business and what you are bringing to the world and the way you are floating into business and you're not you're not approaching it with this attitude. Oh, I got to do this. I got to get it done. It's like, I'm going to learn. It sounds like what has happened is you're, as you're, you know, when our lives, when we find our true path and when we are authentic, that a lot of times all areas of our lives line up and we end up 
doing every, all in all areas of our lives, we approach things the same way. And it sounds like that is where you are in this process of building a new business and building something not only for the straight community, but really for the queer community as well. Yeah, most definitely. If I am floating, it's in a one-way lazy river to a paradise <laughs> of my own heart. Ah, I love it. You've got, you're so quotable. <laughs> So you can find all of Lauren's information in the show notes, how to find her website, and also how to find her on Instagram and any other social media handles that she has. And Lauren, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Anne-Marie. You've been listening to Queer Business Success, the podcast that highlights LGBTQIA businesses. New episodes are published regularly on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and other listening platforms. Wherever you're listening, take a moment to hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. Are you an entrepreneur who's also queer? Want to share some of your wisdom and experience with the rest of us? We'd love to have you on the show. Just click the link in the show notes to apply to be a guest. Until next time, queer friends and allies, keep taking care of business. <laughs>